0: Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Good morning, guys. It's Walter Montero here from the Real Estate and Mortgage Show, and uh, welcome to June the first, 2020. It's been uh, certainly an interesting time of year, hasn't it? Um, it's well, a time, never mind a time of year. It's been an interesting year altogether. There's been some pretty crazy things happening, uh, you know, given the COVID-19 and, um, you know, the state of the economy and now some of the crazy stuff going on down in the States. Anyway, uh, hopefully we can get some of these things behind us sooner than later. But I just wanted to report to you on what's going on in the real estate market. And of course, nothing says exciting like uh, going over numbers in a podcast or in a podcast uh, Uh, video illustration so I'll try and make this as brief as possible Uh, the first thing I wanted to uh, address I guess more than anything is that um, uh, you guys uh, had received a survey on my behalf with regards to the impact of COVID-19 on the real estate market and we did have some interesting numbers come up uh, which I found really uh, really neat Um, so just to go over them really quickly with you um, of all the responses, we had 47 different responses of people that answered our survey, and I certainly appreciate that. This is the survey that you received here, uh, asking the different questions of uh, how you anticipate house prices to go, um, of course, whether you had any intentions to move, and whether real estate was a good investment or not. So we we addressed those. We're going to talk about two of those three, because obviously one doesn't really matter. But here's the thing with regards to what people thought about price, uh, what prices are going to do. Um, the good news is is that 63% of the respondents uh, agreed that real estate prices were either going to stay the same or actually increase. Uh, the number of people that thought uh, they were going to increase was a little over 12%, 12, 12.7%. Uh, 24 uh, respondents uh, uh, or 51% felt they were going to stay the same. However, there were 17 respondents, or 36%, that felt that prices were actually going to decrease. So the general consensus, obviously, in the marketplace is that that, uh, we feel that prices are either going to stay the same or going to increase. So that's good news, I think. Um, The other thing, of course, we looked at is whether real estate or whether you felt real estate was a good investment. Here's the great news. 83% of you feel that real estate is a good investment, and I think it is too. Um, I think, you know, obviously it's cyclical. It goes through a couple of different changes from time to time, but in the long run, let's face it, uh, real estate has fared very, very well for people. There have been some dips in the market. I've been in the business for 33 years, so trust me, I've seen some of these crappy markets, and, um, you know, right now, I don't know that I would label this necessarily a, you know, a down market, uh, because it's, it's, it's kind of got some nuances it's not really the same as what we would call a market correction or a market crash because this has been caused by something that none of us that are living of course have ever really seen so this is what's going on uh, in the marketplace but uh, 83 percent of you still felt that real estate was a good investment Uh, 14.8 percent felt it was uh, they were unsure and there was only actually one respondent that said that uh, real estate was not a good investment. And I have a feeling that person didn't even own real estate, so that was okay. Anyway, uh, so those are the consensus of the uh, COVID-19 uh, impact study. I certainly appreciate your participation in that, and, um, and um, those are the numbers. So if you want to discuss those with me, please feel free to reach out to me. Now, the one thing that I wanted to go over with you is what's going on in the real estate market. And I've gone ahead and, and done some um, some numbers already. So we're going to play with the MLS system here a little bit. If you if you bear with me, I'll, I'll go over what I've got here on the screen. And for those of you that are just listening, um, we'll go over the numbers with you very carefully. But uh, normally what I do is sort of my go-to numbers right away when I want to check what the health of the real estate market is doing, is typically checking what Uh, the number of new listings uh, there were for the month, and uh, the number of sales. So in other words, to get an idea of the absorption rate, okay? So basically, if you take a look at the numbers on the screen right now, we've got from January 2019 to May 2020. And if you remember uh, when we first started this whole COVID stuff, uh, it was sort of right in the middle of March. And you can see in the number of new listings here, Uh, That was very typical for the month of March. Last March, March March 2019, there was a little over 1,000 listings. March 2020, there was uh, 1,205 new listings. And, of course, we got caught right in the middle of that. But as you can see, uh, the number of sales was 795. So we still finished the month really, really well. The only thing was, of course, the majority of that activity actually happened in the front end of the month. So April is more of the telltale in terms of what actually happened in the real estate market. As you can see, real estate listings just dropped. They dropped right in half. We got 629 new listings, and the number of sales was, was uh, 367. If you compare that to April 2019, There was 1,326 listings and 871 sales. So that's a really big, big adjustment. Now, here's the good news. The good news is is that in May, we started to see those numbers start to recover. So uh, listings started to come back more. We had uh, 864 new listings, 577 sales, as you can see. But actually, compared to May of last year, big difference, right? 1571 sales la- or listings last year 997 sales so it is definitely a big adjustment in terms of what's going on in the marketplace there is a lot of people there are a lot of people that you know are obviously uh, deferring their mortgage payment or you know are currently out of work so you know you've got to take all those things into account but slowly the market seems to be adjusting to what's going on. Okay, so anyway, that's what's going on. The other thing I like to look at is the active the total active number of listings. So if I change that again and uh, so we take away the new listings and it's going to give us the average numbers. It's just doing the calculation now. So the total number of listings right now as of the end of May, and I'm, these are Waterloo region numbers is 925 active listings and um, and then of course, you know, if you compare those to May of last year, you know, there was a little over 1,529 listings. So what that tells me is right now we've got a little under two months of inventory, which is still a very strong seller's market. So a seller's market is still definitely present, and uh, that's what's going on. If you, if you want to take a look at what's going on with average prices, so if we take a look at the, um, the average sale price, and we generate that. We're gonna take a look at it. The machine's doing some calculating. Uh, the average price for the month of May uh, was at 568.9, and, and the month of April was 558. So we've got a good trajectory going on. Obviously, March, the number was a little higher, but it shows me that the that the strength of prices still seems to be holding on there. I wanna show you the median price, too. Uh, because that's usually another indicator um, that can help us sort of guide the market or measure the market, so to speak. So if we take a look at that, let's take a look at what the median price is doing. The median price is, uh, I'm waiting for the drum roll here, and of course a uh, slow MLS system, or it should be probably more my slow MLS um internet connection but i'm just going to pause it here it's just so i'm not wasting your time so the number sorry about that guys the number came in at 545 so still a very strong market i think the market's certainly going in the right direction um, you know, if if you are actually thinking about selling, um, obviously, there's precautions that we're taking with gloves and masks and all that kind of stuff and vetting people and making sure that everybody's healthy and you're not exposing your family to any situation that you don't want to be exposed to. So if, if you look at the numbers of what's going on, uh, that seems to be what's playing out. Now, this is the market in its entirety. If we look at these numbers and sort of break them down a little different let's say if we go from say 400 to 600,000 and we generate those numbers again you'll notice something a little bit different okay uh, if we go back to average prices number of listings obviously changes but let's let's just take a look at uh, number of listings number of sales let's take a look at number of sales um, And it's doing its thing. Boom, 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 boom. There you go. So 269 sales and uh, 333 listings. So that's a really strong, that's a really strong absorption. That's an 80% absorption rate. So that's a really, really strong rate. And um, let's just play around a little bit more with these price ranges here. Go back to you. so I changed the numbers a little bit here uh, for 700 to 900 thousand. So if you take a look at that, there was 180 new listings and 74 sales. So the number is definitely different. So the higher you go up in the price range, the absorption rate of the listings tends to decrease. So it's definitely something to keep in mind if you're selling like a, you know, a bread and butter home, a semi-detached, a small bungalow, um, you know, or I should say a smaller bungalow. So in other words, I think the threshold in my eyes is somewhere up to about 700,000. As soon as you break that 700,000 mark in our region, the numbers tend to slow down a bit. Still good. No question about it. But let's face it, the honey hole is in the four to six hundred thousand range. Okay, so that's what's going on in terms of of uh, the uh, marketplace. Couple of things, couple more things I wanted to talk to you about on this particular podcast is number one is beware of the vultures. Okay, so right now there's people that are probably trying to capitalize on what's going on in the marketplace. There's some fear mongering going on, so they're going to come to you and say, hey, the market's in the tank. Uh, You know, if you got to sell your house, then I'm your guy or you should sell it to me. In fact, the other day, I got a flyer very similar to this one here. And I'm just going to blow it up here a bit because I don't want to show everything about it. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 or Walter at MaximumResults.ca, or you can find me online at www.cambridgehouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519 624 or email Karen at Karen at MaximumResults.ca, or you can find her online at www.M as in Mary, R as in Roger, Financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great week. Offer situation. Uh, Just for an example, I was in an offer situation a few nights ago on one of my own listings. We had four different offers on the property. It ended up selling for fifty thousand dollars over list price. It was a five hundred thousand dollars sale, but nonetheless, it was um, it was a it was a busy busy marketplace. Uh, We were involved in one a couple of weeks prior to that. And there was over 15 offers on the table. What these particular people are trying to do is trying to eliminate all that competition, okay? Because they don't want you to know that the market is as hot as what it is. So they give you the misconception that the, the market is hot or the market is not hot and they wanna help you with your situation. They are not helping you, they're helping themselves. Okay, so be very, very careful with that. I know that real estate commissions are not cheap, I get it, but when you... Uh, Take everything into consideration, and you you think about the exposure that your home goes through as a result of listing with a real estate agent. What you lose in the apples, you're going to gain in the oranges. There is no question about it. You're going to make more money uh, by listing with a real estate agent than selling to one of these charlatans. And I got to tell you, one of the things that really concerns me is some of these guys. Now, I, I th- this is just what I've heard, is some of these guys are actually realtors that do not disclose who they are. So make sure that if, first of all, don't even respond to these ads, but if by chance you do, vet these people. Find out who they are, because trust me, they they do, they do not have your best interests at, at heart, okay? So be very, very careful with that. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is mortgage penalties. So mortgage penalties, Uh, There was an article that I read this morning, Um, I think it was CTV News, Uh, there was an agent or there was actually a person um, just up near Bradford that sold their property and they had to sell it because they were in dire straits. They were actually realtors to be honest with you and they ended up selling the property and they ended up paying a mortgage penalty of $33,000, okay, that's a real bite folks. And I want you to be really careful when you get into a mortgage situation. That's why we always encourage people to talk to a mortgage broker, especially a lot of these big five banks. You gotta be very, very careful because the way that they calculate penalties is very different than what we would call the monoline lenders do. You know, when when we go by a bank and we see the posted rates, nobody pays them, of course, but we always see that posted rate. So why is that posted rate there if nobody pays it? Well, folks, the reason that that posted rate is there is because that's how the big banks capitalize on penalizing you when you get out of your mortgage. See the uh, Mortgage Professionals Canada which is the association of mortgage prof- uh, mortgage brokers across the country they've determined that the average life of a mortgage is about 38 months now most people take out 5 year mortgages okay so if if most people take out 5 year mortgages and they only have a life of 38 months why do we do it well Canadians are not big risk takers so we like to have guarantees okay but if they're if we're getting out in 38 months that means that you'll very likely be faced with some sort of prepayment penalty, okay? So if you do it with a a major lender, you're going to be faced with some massive penalties, as you can see. But if you deal with uh, a a monoline lender, or at least if you ask the guidance of your mortgage broker to take you through that, um, then obviously you won't be faced with as big a penalty. Now, they say that 70% of mortgages are broken before the five years are out. Okay, so the average life being 38 months, as I said, 70% uh, are broken. So if you've got a 70% chance of failure, then why would you take it? Okay, so that's why you need to speak to a mortgage professional and make sure that you don't get yourself in the situation like this person did, where they end up taking a big hit, counting on that money, hoping to get out of this market, and um, and then they end up with far less money in their jeans. Anyway, folks, that's the uh, the brunt of the show um, uh, for this week or this month, I guess um, we'll try and maybe uh, give you another episode this month. Uh, but um, I, when I come to the when I come to the microphone with you, I want to make sure I give you some great information. And I, I believe I shared some good information with you. COVID nineteen numbers, MLS stats, beware of the vultures, and of course. Uh, mortgage penalties. So if you have any questions about real estate or mortgages, by all means, please feel free to reach out to us anytime. 519-624-9222. Thanks a lot, guys. And I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222. Or Walter at MaximumResults.ca, or you can find me online at www.cambridgehouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email Karen at Karen at MaximumResults.ca, or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, r as in Roger Financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great week.